Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. ton of excitement uh, in the air, Pirate Nation, and uh, we're excited to have John Gilbert back in the studio with us, live, for the next four and a half hours. I'm, I'm kidding. John said, I'll stay as long as you need me, and I've just sprung on him here. We'll be on till 11. It's the Houston Rain Delay edition of the Patrick Johnson Show, so that's what we'll do. How are you? Great to see you. I'm good. I don't want to ever live. Uh, I, you know, I was part of a rain delay uh, another time. For about three hours, and I thought that was like right. you know the worst ever. And then you do five and a half, and that really doesn't count the you know hour and a half, two hours that you were there normally before right. the game kicks. So I mean, the, those student athletes were in the locker room for a very long time. And as great as the new locker rooms at a lot of places are, the visiting locker rooms aren't as great. The visiting locker rooms are not uh, spacious and cozy, right? And they're and they're certainly not set up, you know, like a baseball clubhouse is kind of set up. Guys can go play cards and yeah. a rain delay. These football locker rooms really aren't set up for. <laughs> no, they're really not. They're set up to dress and change yeah. and then get back outside. Yeah. Um. And, and it's like that at our place. Like if right. we exactly. Um. You know, there are some advantages to being to being at home. I really was proud of our student athletes and our staff for the way they handled it. Yeah. Um. You know, a lot of people, if it doesn't go exactly as planned, you know, they, they have issues and they let it affect them. And I didn't feel like that affected us no, at all. Not at all. Uh, John Gilbert with us uh, here. It's great to have uh, him in. Is there any interaction? Who, who are you speaking with about, you know, this lightning delay and when we're looking like we're going to get going? Well, well both the athletic director, uh, Chris Pesman at Houston, and I were talking, and then the uh, referee, the game official. Right. Yeah, and I guess they're consulting with National Weather Service. Yeah, and actually I was also talking to the conference office yeah. uh, about it all. Um, was the decision just we're going to wait till we can play or what, what was well around? well we we really it, it went in phases we went right. through initially hey there's a 30 minute delay you got to come off the field then it it became um hey we're going to we think there's a window that in between uh cells that we can probably play for a little while <laughs> and so we were talking right. about that, and then I would think that would be worse. Well, I, I was more concerned about getting the game in, like sure. making sure right. that that we were able to play, and and so I was more of the opinion if we can get out for an hour, let's get out for an hour. Okay, not, and, and then ultimately the the storms kind of combined and became one storm. So we just really just waited it out before we. Went out yeah, it was play. a crazy. Tr- you know, it happens here on the coast all the time. They call it a training effect, where yeah. moisture just comes and it's just over one area, and that's kind of what happened in Houston. Yeah, it really. Uh, again, the the way our our student athletes and staff handled it, uh, pretty remarkable. Um, 
how how they did that. I have to imagine the team flight home. First of all, everybody's worn slam out, as we say, back yeah. home. But emotionally, I have to imagine that was tough. Well, it was. It was, um, you know, certainly a winnable game. We, we had a lot of opportunities, just it didn't go our way. Uh, so there was a lot of disappointment in the locker room and a lot of dis- it was a it was a quiet ride home. Yeah. Uh, John Gilbert has been good enough to join us here. We got a, a ton of things to talk about. Yeah. We have a Thursday night football game. Uh, we have uh, soccer qualifying uh, for yeah. the conference tournament. I think they're in the top 10 regionally. Yep. Uh, we have uh, some other sports participating in the conference meet as well. Track uh, cross country. Yeah, the whole, they're going to Gilbert Country. They are uh, Lakeland, <laughs> Florida. They're they're going to run in uh, my hometown. I on never Friday. knew that. I didn't. Somebody had told me that. And I didn't know that. Well, I, I actually was born in Norfolk, Virginia, and I lived there in Virginia Beach to the fifth grade, and then moved to Lakeland, Florida. So, you know, I went to late elementary, junior high, and high school in Lakeland. Okay. That's really home for me, even though I was born somewhere else. And then there to. Uh, Hickory, Hickory Lenore, Lenore Ryan. Ryan. So yeah. how did Lenore Ryan – because, I mean – Just football. Yeah. You know. Uh, so they recruited Florida. Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. That is a pretty – that's a pretty – what a wh- – where else were you thinking of going? Uh, Lenore Ryan, Elon, uh, yeah. Wingate, and uh, Newberry were the, okay. the few schools that I visited and – uh, you know, at the time, went over to Central Florida. That was really close. They had just started football, and right. it really was not near as established yeah. as. You they know, were playing in the Citrus Bowl. Th- they were, yeah, yeah. That was I, when I worked down there for a couple of years. I was surprised that they'd played. Uh, you know, I'd heard the stories about the, the program starting. I obviously yeah. knew a little bit about it, but it was just interesting how they had gone from the Citrus right. Bowl to to that. And, well, they've come a long ways, which kind of leads us to our next uh, bit of, of, of obviously, uh, with their departure for the Big 12, that's yep. prompted uh, another seismic shift in uh, conference uh, realignment. So uh, I think we talked to you about a month or so ago, you told us four, yeah. and then we that number jumped to six. At what point in the process was, you know, I guess, the decision made by university presidents and the conference yeah, office I, to go I from four to six? I think when you look at uh, conference realignment, it, it I'm not sure that it will ever be over. Right. Uh, You know, it's constantly evolving. And so, um, you know, it's been interesting to watch that this all took place because two schools left the Big 12 and two flagship schools went to the SEC. Yeah. Well, I'd say two flagship schools. I mean, uh, and so that has created a seismic shift uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, I, I do think that we are fortunate at ECU, uh, one, to be in the American. Uh, I do feel like our the, the financial uh, terms of our TV contract will, you know, remain intact for the foreseeable future. Um, I, I do think at some point, um, you know, there'll, there'll be a reduction, but, but uh, not for the foreseeable future. And I think that's the biggest positive for me the second positive is i do think it's good to have charlotte or or a team that's local Mm -hmm. uh one every sport that we play in conference we have to get on a plane to play i mean when you think about that you know it it really is uh it's expensive it's expensive but but it also like I talk to our student athletes a lot about who is our rival, right? And, and according to them, we really don't have one. Um, 
you know, not someone that we play on a consistent basis. Right. And, and I'm not implying that Charlotte will get there overnight, mm-hmm. uh, but it will be nice to have a conference member that we can bus to, that our fans can drive to, um, you know. Well, there's a, a fair amount of alumni. Th- there is. Out that way it, too. And so I, I do think that's positive for us. Yeah. Uh, John Gilbert uh, with us here, uh, one-on-one in the studio. It's great to have uh, Mr. Gilbert. Uh, come back to the studio again. You're looking great, by the way. Thank I, I, you. I like the, the, the lavender kind of pull-up. Yeah, yeah, thank shirt. you. It's I appreciate good, that. It's a good look uh, there. It's <laughs> very fall, very nice fall look for you. Um, so with the – would you say the TV money intact for now, the rights fee money, but there could be a reduction? We have a lot of people who have, I think, just are out giving opinions, which some people take as information. yeah. Um, and I know there might be only so much you want or can't say well, about well, that. Well, I, I think when you, in general, w- we will be intact for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when teams come into a new conference, and, and this is any conference, uh, typically they don't get a full share right. in year one. It could be several years before they actually achieve a full share. And, and no different for the American Athletic uh, we'll be in a good shape for uh, a while. Uh, you know, the teams coming in will, you know, be on a uh, tiered step to, to get mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And, and I think at whatever point that they they do get a full share, you know, we'll have to look at where everyone else is uh, right. and, and potentially take a reduction at that point. And, but, I mean, that could be years. It, it will be several years. Okay. Now, I, I say that with the preface of uh, assuming our league stays intact. Right. It, and that's why I said it's always evolving. I, I mean, the Big 12 or uh, the ACC or someone, if they decide to expand and they pluck one of our schools, then I think our TV deal will get renegotiated again. Sure. It, and so – that's what my preface is like for for now the the way the college landscape is for the information that we know i I feel pretty good about where we are for the next six to eight years it's it is good to have charlotte i I think that's uh a real benefit i I agree with you i think that's that's a good thing for for ecu selfishly i'm glad it's charlotte not appalachian state because their football program right now is really really on solid footing and if you infuse that type of thing into it's a whole other discussion well well, i I think it's important to know like there is a there's a significant investment in doing business in the american absolutely sure you you know you have your exit fee from your own conference whatever that is one two million you know it's around two and a half million to buy into the american athletic and then when you look at you know infrastructure and budgets and salaries and all those things it it costs a lot of money to to operate in the American Athletic, right. and and so I think there were a lot of schools that that maybe looked at that and said, "Hey, we're we're we've got a pretty good gig where we are. We're going to stay right here in our neighborhood." The the exit fee for the American still ten million is that ten ten million as long as you give. It's either 18 or 24 months' right. notice. So if you leave earlier than that, like UConn did, you know, I think their exit fee was, you know, around $17 million. Wow, yeah. John Gilbert uh, joining us uh, here. Of course, uh, Florida Atlantic gets uh, added to the mix as well, and that's an East Coast school that gives now a couple of conference games in Florida and in a different part of Florida, too. Florida's a 
It's a recruiting hotbed for football, so that's, well, that's well, a I good th- thing. I think. I think it also gives same thing with South Florida. They they lose Central Florida. There there is a team that they can right, yeah. travel to. Um, it makes sense from a geography standpoint. Mm-hmm. I, I all along thought UAB was logical and made a lot of sense. You know, I, I spent a lot of time in the state of Alabama. Right. Uh, they are a very good football program uh, and basketball program. Like, uh, they're competitive. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think from a competitive standpoint, they're a really good addition. I guess we can go through – same thing Texas-San Antonio. Uh, I mean, just talk about untapped potential. Yeah, we, we um, you know, we actually played them when I was at Southern Miss mm-hmm. in the Alamo Dome. Had a really right. good crowd. Um, you know, it's a, it's a university that uh, I think is on the way up. Athletics is right. important. They've got a really good uh, president there, Taylor Amy, uh, who actually I worked with before. Okay. Uh, so I, I know they're committed to. Um, Right. You know, competing and well, funding and all growing, those things. It's a growing city. And they, of course, they have the Spurs and a WNBA team, but they really don't have that pro football team right. in the same city. And, and, and I think as you look at realignment, um, you know, conferences are looking for teams that are willing to invest, mm-hmm. you, you know, to, to make themselves better, to put themselves in position. I look at Houston as a really good example. Mm-hmm. If, if you look at where Houston was, you know, back in Conference USA days, they they made a calculated, you know, probably ten year commitment to investing at a high level, right. where they went in and, you know, revamped all of their facilities. They they went out and spent a lot of money on coaches' salaries. Uh, they just did a lot of things from a budgetary and facility standpoint that when when it came time to to talk realignment, they had a seat at the table because of what they had been doing over the last eight to ten years. You know, Memphis is is also that school that you know did have a ton of success in Conference USA. They got to the American, and I guess there was a commitment there as well. We're going to start and look what they've done in football. Yeah, they, they really have. Um, uh, again, conferences and, and schools are, are looking to add members right. that, are, that are willing to invest. The other two, uh, North Texas and it's Denton, north of Dallas, yep. uh, really solid alumni base, uh, a, a, a school that is kind of well-heeled with its endowment, from what I understand, good academic institution. Yeah, they, so the more you learn about them, the more that kind of Well, they, like they're, they're in the, the Metroplex, the Dallas Metroplex, and obviously – you know, Dallas is, uh, you know, one of the more highly recruited areas mm-hmm. in the country. Uh, they do have a large student population. I think they're 40,000 plus. Wow. They've spent a lot on facilities. You know, they, they've built a, a new stadium in the last, I don't know how old it is. It's probably six to eight years old. You know, indoor football building, basketball. I mean, they, they, they have invested as well. Then the one that I think, you know, at least I still am trying to, Get my head around Rice. Now, yeah. academics, it's a tier one institution, beautiful campus, uh, a really healthy endowment. Their, their athletics budget, I was surprised, is, is pretty healthy. Uh, but I, I guess there, somewhere in this process there was a discussion about, you know, uh, you know, where are they, I guess, in commitment to athletics and facilities? Well, I think that, that they have clearly expressed a commitment to athletics from a funding standpoint. Sure, yeah. You know, a school like Rice – 
uh, has a large endowment, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, they have the resources to fund at a high level. And, you know, my sense is they're, they're choosing to, to do that. Well, uh, and, and right now, no official start date. but or, no, no official start date. And, and I think, again, going back to Texas, Oklahoma, I think you'll see a trickle down. Uh, you know, I, I think everybody is talking about 2025. I think it will happen before then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't know that for sure. That is purely speculation. When there was discussion, and apparently there was, from, from what, People have told us they've learned there was some legitimate uh, discussion, no, nothing official, but the Mountain West was considered. Just from a budgetary standpoint, looking at the East Coast and the West Coast like that, you know, you were telling me before you went on here, you, you spent a lot of your time obviously looking through budgets. Oh, I can only imagine. Well, you're talking about travel. I can only imagine what that would that, But that just seems challenging, really, really challenging beyond just hey, you know, these are the great new members of our conference. I mean, there are logistical issues. There are travel issues. There, yeah. There's missed classroom time issues. Right. right. And, and that's why it's, I think it's important for us to have a member that, you know, we can drive to right. at, at, <laughs> yeah. at least yeah. one. Uh, but but I think, too, the the biggest thing coming out of the AAC was making sure that our uh, TV deal was going to – you, you know, remain intact right. as, as close to possible. And and we, in my opinion, more than won the day on that. Mm-hmm. But because, candidly, I was worried, you know, we could all take a, an initial haircut. Right. Uh, but we didn't. And, and so I think that, you know, is probably the biggest win uh, for the American athletic is the value of where that is. I need to get a break it if we can, yeah. and I'd like to, you know, talk about Thursday night. Obviously, getting the students out and uh, kind of the prospects of the football season. Still, a lot to be decided, and this team has a lot of its own fate in its hands, which it is, does. is a really yep. good thing. Uh, talk about that and some other things uh, coming up. John Gilbert is with us. Stay tuned. We'll have more after this. The pitch. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. That ball is gone on your flagship home of Pirate Baseball, ninety-four-three. The game. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? Ah, great job, honey. Oh, oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. Here is your ice-cold Pepsi Zero Sugar, sir. Oh, thanks. Want to watch the game? Ooh, little sports ball on a Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Don't mind if I do. Hey, did we win? It it sounds like we won. It's still the first quarter. I must be lucky. People say that about me. Tough break on that free throw there. Shouldn't be doing that. Dude, we're watching football. Come on. For everyone who spent the entire game explaining the entire game, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. (sighs) 
To say that college life has changed is an understatement. And now Greenville has the top luxurious student living complex in the country. It's the Jolly Roger at the corner of Cotanch and 14th Street. From the rooftop pool to the first class fitness center, there's even a stadium viewing deck where you can watch your pirates. The Jolly Roger offers one to four bedroom pet friendly apartments with cutting edge detail finishes in each unit and private study spaces on each floor. Come see it at 1307 Cotan Street or learn more at live at jollyroger.com. Sarah Lee Frozen Bakery in Tarboro is hiring. If you're looking for a career change, there's never been a better time to join the Sarah Lee Frozen Bakery family. Benefits start day one and they offer sign-on and monthly perfect attendance bonuses. Starting salary for skilled labor positions between $16 to $20 an hour. Join a winning team. Send your resume to Tarboro Recruitment at SarahLeeFB.com. That's Tarboro Recruitment at SarahLeeFB.com. Sarah Lee Frozen Bakery is an equal opportunity employer. Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking. That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They're really defining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. For a casual and relaxing dining experience, look no further than Main and Mill Oyster Bar and Tavern in downtown Winterville. Locally owned and operated by David and Kelly Munoz, Main and Mill Oyster Bar and Tavern offers a wide variety of appetizers, soups, salads, and entrees with specialty mixed drinks and a great selection of craft beers. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 4 until 10, or call 227-4399. Main and Mill Oyster Bar and Tavern in downtown Winterville. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Hanging out with John Gilbert. It's great to have him uh, in studio with us. Who do you, do you have a World Series rooting interest? Or are you a Braves fan because of where you grew up? Yeah, uh, you know, obviously uh, from a location standpoint, I, right. I'd say uh, the You'd Braves. You'd be a Rays fan now yeah, in this I, modern Yeah, nah, probably more Braves, you know. <laughs> right. But TV and, and uh, streaming, obviously, when we were growing up, you, you got TBS and yeah. that that well, was it. And that's why I was a Cubs fan because I worked as a teenager WGN. at night. Yeah. And so during the day, Harry and, and yeah. Stoney were on and – that was the year the Cubs actually were winning a little bit, like '89. I thought, well, this is great daytime baseball. Yeah. The guy, the guys are funny in the booth. And yeah, this team wins. Little did I know. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, JJ and I actually went to the Astros and the Red Sox on oh, really? Friday night before the oh, game. Wow. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, man, what an atmosphere! Yeah, and, uh, postseason baseball, man. It's uh, they live and die on every yeah. pitch. Hank uh, and his son and some other guys from Greenville are going down to Atlanta. For, are they? Yeah, for the uh, games in Atlanta. So that's great. Our guy Philip over there, the ref, as we call him, uh, uh, he's a big Red Sox fan. He w- did you go to the game? Did you make the game up at Fenway when you went up there for the marathon? Or? Yeah, I went to Game Three, the ALDS yeah. against the Rays. We, wow. we actually went uh, with the Fenway uh, sports people. Uh, so we went. We got an East Carolina guy there, and and so okay. we we sat with uh, the Red Sox folks. I'm seeing uh, in the bowl projections. There's a long way to go, but I've seen the Fenway Bowl. And yeah, you well, that that's uh, there's a tie there. Okay, 
So obviously, that'd be cool, pretty cool. If if we get it's on December 29th, yeah. so we'd have to you know uh, wear some gloves and, and uh, <laughs> a few things on that one. But but uh, you know. I I fully uh, believe we can get to a bowl this right, year. Yeah. There, there's a pathway there. You you mentioned television and streaming. Um, the Temple game's been announced. It's three o'clock. Yeah. As we get into the era of ESPN Plus and people get a, that becomes more prevalent, are we going to get back to some? I don't want to say normal, but just some more some start times that may be a little more advantageous, and maybe the institution has a little more say in them. Because you're not fitting into a TV window necessarily. Yes, um, you, you know, I, I think obviously for me, early on in a season, if we get to choose the time, obviously I love a night game. Right. You, you know, it gives Pirates chance to tailgate and enjoy the day, that sort of thing. As we get later in the season, uh, I do like the the three three thirty game mm-hmm. uh, in, in that window. But could you do like a one or one thirty potentially down the road could, or two? Could. Uh, absolutely yeah. could do that. Because noon is, I think, too early. Well, noon's too early. You, you know, the Temple game, we, we looked at 3 o'clock. It's also the opening day of duck season uh, <laughs> in, in eastern North Carolina. So I, I knew, wonder who I wonder who twisted your arm on that. I, I, uh, <laughs> I knew that, uh, you know, if, if people are, are – uh, if the men are getting in a duck blind, you know, 3 o'clock is a lot easier yeah. to, to make. Uh, Look at that, man of the people. Yes. Our guy, John Gilbert, here. Uh, ECU Director of Athletics. It's great to have him uh, in here with us. Uh, as Thursday's obviously huge for a number of reasons. Right. Uh, Thursday, you win. You're looking at getting to the six wins. That's a, that's a huge opportunity and a huge step towards achieving that. Yes. Um, and, I, and I know you're not putting any sort of qualifier on what's a successful season, but a bowl game would be – so great for this. Program. Yeah, I I think a, uh, a a bowl season for us would be great. Um, you know, it'd be the next step that this program needs to take. And you know, we haven't had a winning season in a while. And and I feel really good about you, you know where we're trending and we're playing and and we're close. Uh, obviously, it's a play here or there. Uh, so so uh, I'm excited what the next couple weeks hold. Thursday is uh, national television window with ESPN. Yes. Thursday night years ago used to be the night. Uh, the NFL's kind of encroached on that, but it still does a very, very good number uh, compared to other television uh, shows. So it's it's a national showcase in a lot of ways. A good crowd, uh, in, invested and involved in an energetic crowd on national television not only would it help the team, but I mean, what a great way to showcase the university. Well, in our it, football it, program. it is a nationally televised game that will really showcase the university, the football program in this community. And it's almost like an infomercial in prime time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing a lot of things. It's a painted black game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll, we'll, uh, do that. Our, our, we've got a lot of student incentives, mm-hmm. you know, we're giving away, the kitchen sink uh, okay. to our students on right. Thursday. So, you know, uh, books, scholarships, oh, iPods, wow. TVs, you, you know, they all need to claim their ticket uh, because we're we're doing the drawing off of the the names and individuals uh, that okay. claim their ticket. So we need everybody to 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 claim their ticket. Uh, we're also doing kind of an early bird uh, special okay. concession-wise from 5.30 to 6.30 where it's 
$2 hot dogs, popcorn, candy, and Pepsi products okay. uh, that'll be available in, in all concession stands. And tailgate, tailgate lots will open at 4. Uh, Pirate Walk is at 5. So uh, really need everyone to come out and, and uh, help create a great atmosphere. Our students and our fans have done an unbelievable job so far. It, I've really been, and I think a lot of people are excited just to be back out, be able to tailgate, go to a football game. The crowds have been have been really pretty good this year, uh, especially if you look at, again, the, the – the success not being where we want it to be the last well, year. Well, if you look in the league, we're, we're I think, right at third in an attendance wow. standpoint. So, like, we're we're really competitive from an attendance standpoint, and hopefully everyone will come out Thursday night and, and cheer the Pirates on. But the students are a big students, key to that as well. It, it starts with the students. Like, mm-hmm. your atmosphere at a game starts with your students. And, you know, the last several games, our students have been unbelievable – uh, you know, we're going to do a huge student tailgate, uh, you know, there on the tennis courts. Okay. So oh, it, yeah. it, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it should be a fun night. We've got John Gilbert with us. Uh, the indoor practice facility portion of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of our conversation. Uh, obviously, I mean, coach Houston's made no bones about it. It's something he feels like it, uh, is needed. Uh, you know, where is that now? And, and, and what, what's the, future on that again these things we keep coming back to everything costs money yeah well it, it is an important piece uh for our entire athletic mm-hmm. department and and i would look at it not just for football like every outdoor sport that we have would have access to something like that uh, obviously they're expensive uh and you're talking about something um, you know, that we would have to privately fundraise for. Mm-hmm. It, it really is important from not only just a practice standpoint, but a player development standpoint. You use it on game days for recruiting. Like I went in and looked at Houston's. Uh, they they had their entire recruiting set up okay. for uh, their recruits and families that they were hosting on game day was all done in their indoor building. Uh, and it was very nice. And, and so the the indoor building piece, like, you know, it sends a message, you know, when when mamas and daddies and, and their sons come on a visit in the summer uh, and you're able to take them in there to, to do a workout or mm. do different things, sure. it, it makes a big difference. Where might that space be? Well, still working through that uh, with an architect and, and then – you know, trying to, to nail down what a final cost would be. Um, and, and so I would say we're still in the infancy stages, right. not not launching anything at this time, but, but clearly uh, having discussions about what that would look like. I really do feel like it is the final piece. Uh, you know, we've got the new weight room. Mm-hmm, as soon right. as uh, steel comes in, we'll be able to to get that project started. I do feel like this indoor practice facility uh, is really kind of a final piece mm-hmm. for our football program in particular, but will be a great resource for our other outdoor sports to use it during inclement weather and obviously in the heat. Men's and women's basketball uh, tipping off in the next few weeks uh, as well. And there's a lot of optimism around uh, Coach Dooley and what he's brought in from the transfer portal. A lot of people were, were sort of gloom and doom on the transfer portal early on, but I think Coach has seemingly done a pretty good job of, of recruiting that. That's going to change. Uh, 
more so than that, you can almost leave without penalty the first time you transfer. The recruit, the, the portal is going to be the big. You got to almost recruit the portal. Well, well, the the portal will be the the new way. Right. Like, you know, I, I just think it is a new world that we're dealing with, and I think it's going to be the new norm. Uh, I am encouraged about both our basketball programs. I've yeah. been to practice. Coach McNeil brought in some players. Uh, so, yeah. so I, I feel good about that, and obviously look forward to to watching them line up and play here in just a couple weeks. And then we mentioned soccer qualifying for the tournament. That was huge uh, for Coach Hamilton. Boy, it really was. What it, it was a great day on Sunday. Now mm-hmm. you know we we landed about five forty five in the morning, <laughs> uh, but it was a great day because I went to soccer. Uh, we beat a ranked Memphis team for the first time in a long time, qualified for our conference tournament, uh, you, you know, ranked in the top 10 regionally. Mm-hmm. D- just we've played a difficult schedule, and, and credit to Jason and his staff and our student-athletes, you know, we've played a difficult non-conference schedule. And when you look at uh, where we are, I, I think that's just a credit to them. Uh, and then I went over to Menji's and caught yeah. the the tail end of uh, you know the volleyball team beating Houston. You know we were down 0-2 mm-hmm. uh, in best of five and and fought back and and beat them in uh, three straight sets. Uh, re- really big win for Adler and, and, and the girls. And you know snuck over and saw a little bit of the scrimmage between. Uh, ECU and Liberty in, in baseball and, and had a really good crowd out there uh, for fall baseball. So just right. a really encouraging uh, a Sunday. Yeah. yeah, it was. A, it was and a after good, that trip, you <laughs> yeah, it was a good day to be a pirate for sure. That's kind of the the roller coaster, is it? I mean, just you know, every time you think, boy, we're things are tough, and then you kind of have one of those days. Man, it it is. You know, w- when when uh, the scoreboard doesn't go in our favor, it really is. It's misery, right? Uh, because you hear about it from everyone, right? And everyone tells you all the things you know you you should have done and could have done, and, and I love that about ECU because our fan base is so passionate that you know I, I love hearing you know from them and about it. And then when you win, man, what what a great right. feeling! Yeah. And and so it it can be an emotional roller coaster for sure. Anything else that we you want to? kind of let Pirate Nation know about before we, we let you go. I appreciate you coming in and doing it. Yeah, yeah, that. happy to do it. I, I think the big thing is is really Thursday night. Like, yeah. we we as a fan base, uh, we, we need to help and continue to support, you know, this football program like they have done. Our crowds have been really good. Uh, we need people to come out and support. Uh, we, we are, you know, Mike Houston is building it the right way, and I, I think we're really close. And uh, – let's uh, get out and uh, wear your black uh, on Thursday and uh, come watch the Pirates. If, you know, a win Thursday and you're really in a great spot towards, you know, getting to that bowl game, one would think. So that's, that's it, a it, huge part of it. It really would help take us down the path. Yeah, it really would. It's great to see you, as I mentioned. Again, thank you for coming in, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on Thursday. That'll be great. Go Pirates. All right, we'll break, come back. Uh, Ref, we'll have uh, an update uh, for you, and then uh, we'll wrap up things here on this uh, Tuesday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show.
Patrick mornings, Adam Gold middays, Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. Right, let's go. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Woo-hoo! More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. Another season of Rose Rampants football is back on your home for Greenville Sports and the ECU Pirates. Let's go! Three, one, two, three. 94.3 The Game. J.H. Rose football is brought to you by the law firm of Hardy, Massey, and Blanche, Sam Pollard and Son, Heating and Air, First Bank, Caraway Office Solutions, Stadium Sports, and Doctors Bowman Padgett and Associates Dentistry. The Rampants play here on the home for Rose Rampants football. Oh. 94.3 The Game. Pirate fans, single game tickets are on sale now for as low as $20 for three great games to come. East Carolina will take on the Bulls of South Florida, the Temple Owls for Hall of Fame weekend, and then Thanksgiving weekend, it's nationally ranked Cincinnati. For tickets, go to ecupirates.com. You can paint this with purple. I'm in the studio with my friend Sproul Alexander, who is the Senior Vice President for Town Insurance. And Sproul, people keep coming to Town Insurance. Tell us why. Henry, it's really simple. It's because of our insurance knowledge, our product choices, our ability to service our clients, and our community involvement. That's true. We see Town Insurance everywhere. But now let's talk about the choices. What kind of choices are there? What kind of insurance do you handle for people? Our choices are endless. No matter what kind of insurance that you may need, we can handle it for you. And we're talking about business. We're talking about health insurance. We're talking about home and auto, the whole gamut. Yes, sir. All right. So, folks, come to town. That's town insurance. And uh, tell us the telephone number they can reach you. 252-756-8300. And the website? Towninsurance.com. Town with an E. Got to put that E on the town. Folks, now is the time to come to town. Town insurance. Chico's Mexican Restaurant is where the fiesta never ends. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Wednesday for shrimp tacos for only $9.99. Plus, Wednesdays means all Mexican imports for only $2.50. Thursdays, enjoy your favorite beef, chicken, or vegetable fajitas for only $9.99. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's in downtown Greenville and now available through DoorDash, featuring a half gallon of the famous margarita mix to go for only $9.99. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. Hi, this is Matt Murchison from Greenville Nissan. It's a fact. Purchase a new Nissan from Greenville Nissan and pay nothing down and no interest on 14 Nissan models, like the 2021 Nissan Rogue or Nissan Armada. Here's another fact. We have inventory while other dealerships don't. Shop GreenvilleNissan.com to see all our inventory and to check out the new, redesigned 2022 Nissan Frontier and Pathfinder. But hurry in. These offers in our inventory won't last forever. Greenville Nissan, where you can always expect miracles. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. (laughs) 
Philip Pilkington here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. With the NFL trade deadline just one week away, there's already been a little trade action as the Jets have traded for former quarterback Joe Flacco due to Zach Wilson being out at least two weeks with a sprained knee. The Eagles will receive a sixth-round conditional pick. If Flacco sees enough of the field, it could bump up to a fifth-round pick. In the NHL, the Blackhawks, who are yet to win a game this season, have put in star forward Jonathan Taves on the COVID-19 list. In local sports, second round high school volleyball action in the state tournament going on today. Southwest Edgecombe visits Aiden Grifton. Rose hosts Scotland County and Conley, the number one overall seed still in their title defense. They host Southern Alamance. Also in postseason play, it's second round women's tennis as Rose hosts Terry Stanford. Little postseason men's soccer going on as Parrot Academy hosts Asheville in the state semifinals for the independent division. There's a little regular season action going on on the pitch here in Pitt County as Rose hosts Conley. Game one of the World Series starts tonight in Houston for the Astros. Marlon Gonzalez has been put on the roster. He replaces the injured Jake Myers. A pair of changes going on for the Braves as outfielder Terrence Gore has been added to the list or the roster over utility man Jonathan Johan Camargo and they've switched a pair of righty pitchers as they will activate Kyle Wright while sending Jacob Webb to the bench. For game one tonight, the starters are Charlie Morton against Fromber Valdez. That'll do it for your 94-3 The Game Sports Update. The P-Man right back to wrap it up after this time. Oh, back to the P-Man right now. I forgot we need to give away the tickets. Uh, We got four tickets to give away to the uh, game on uh, Thursday night. Let's do uh, caller three. Why don't we do that? 252-561-GAME. 252-561-4263. And if you're caller three, you'll win four tickets to the game on Thursday night, ECU and USF. Good luck. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Watch out! They got me! The galaxy is safe once again. In the pretend universe, kids play with pretend guns. In the real world, it's up to us to make sure they don't get their hands on a real gun. If you have a gun in the house, keep it locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. Eastern Carolina Vocational Center is proud to support National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Held each October, the goal is to educate about disability employment issues and celebrate the many and varied contributions of America's workers with disabilities. Workplaces welcoming of the talents of all people, including people with disabilities, are a critical part of our efforts to build an inclusive community and strong economy. Please join ECVC in fostering a disability-friendly work culture. To learn more, or visit ecvcinc.com. He's going to go in. Touchdown! The fastest two hours in radio. The fastest two hours in radio. The award-winning Bushlight Pirate Game Day Countdown. With Patrick Johnson and ECU legend Terrence Copper. Counting down to kick off with all the info you need to get ready for game day. Green 54! <laughs> Bushlight Pirate Game Day Countdown. Pirate Game Day Countdown. On 94.3 The Game and 94.3 The Game.com. 
Need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases. Then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations. Apply online 24-7 at timefinancing.com. That's timefinancing.com. Time Financing Service. All loans subject to current credit policy of Time Financing Service. One-hour loan approval and same-day cash in most circumstances. Exceptions may apply. If you want the best steak in Eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal. The Seahorse Grillmaster, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of Daddy's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, uh, welcome back. Nice day today, lots of sun, 71. Cold tonight, 47, clear skies. 72, it's sunny tomorrow. Uh, down in the rain chance, at least according to what I have here for Thursday, so that's good. Cloudy, 71. And more of a rain chance overnight, later on in the night, Thursday into Friday early on. And it'll be good to get the rain out of here, 50% uh, percent chance of rain early in the day, and then you can uh, have some football final week of the high school regular season we'll have the rose game at havelock which is an important game for the rampants win and i think they are projected as a six seed in the 3a brackets lose and they are something like a 32nd seed or something they'd be way back wouldn't even host a game would have to go on the road so that's that's how important the game at havelock is on friday night here at here at seven o'clock on 94.3 the game uh world series starts tonight astros seem to be the overwhelming uh favorite but the braves if anything have uh, shown that they are uh, beyond pesky and uh, have shown to be quite resilient and got some great performances. So we'll see tonight uh, But the Astros, uh, those cheating Astros are the, uh, are the uh, favorite right now by most odds makers. Are uh, you ready to do the Pirate Report? Let's do that. Uh, we'll hear from the coordinators today. This is uh, commentary from Blake Harrell and Donnie Kirkpatrick. And that begins right now. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. And today's Pirate Report is brought to you by Seahorse Steakhouse, where you'll always get Danny's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. Bill Clark Holmes, who just made... uh, the, The big distinction for Bill Clark going into the ECU Hall of Fame couple weeks here 
Force. Remember earlier in the year they bought the uh, tickets for the upper deck for first responders in our military? Bill Clark Holmes personifies pirates supporting pirates. Pick Greenville Airport, convenient and comfortable to Charlotte than anywhere on the globe. Pair Customs, superior boats, and an affordable price, 21-foot and 24-foot center console. You'll get your next boat the way you want it at Pair Customs. Also by Main & Mill Oyster Bar in downtown Winterville. Great food and specialty drinks and craft beers. And by Eastern Plumbing, setting the standard for quality service for over 15 years. Learn more at Eastern Plumbing online. Every time you say bye like that, I think you're going with Doug Henry. I'm not going to lie. That's the old uh, CBS, you know, when they used to have brought to you bye. Uh, Let's see here. Blake Harrell says, really, the only thing that matters at the end of the day is winning. You know, you can talk all about playing better, the defense playing better, but unless you get that W, that's, uh, you know, we're in the win business. And that's what Blake Harrell said uh, earlier today. You know, at the end of the day, there's like only one thing that matters, right? And that, that's winning the ball game. It doesn't matter. Um, play well here, play well there. At the end of the day, you got to find a way to win. And if, if you're not doing that, you, you got to keep going back and studying and improving and working your tail off to get that done. And it's got to have urgency and purpose and intent. It's got to increase every single day to get better. And where, where can we find ways to win the ball game? And, and uh, last two ball games, there's been there's been places we can we can get better and we can find find ways to help our team win. Um, you know, so that's the final stat that matters, and uh, we got to keep keep trucking along and get it done this Thursday uh, against USF. And uh, boy, the Pirate defense looked really—I mean, they were spectacular against the run. And, and credit Houston too; they were great defensively on on Saturday as well. That one play in overtime. The McCaskill 25-yard run, first snap in OT, takes it to the promised land. Blake Harrell on that play. Yeah, the one play in overtime, we brought we brought boundary pressure. It's been a really good boundary pressure for us, and I'd call it 100% of the time again. Uh, we just overstepped a gap there in, inside, and, you know, a guy that's maybe played the best game of his, year, of, of his season, and, and probably, you know, if we win that ball game, he's probably player of the week. You know, he, he really is. He's probably – Defense player of the week in the conference, and just oversteps a little bit, loses a little integrity, and their 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 big gigantic old lineman swallowed him up a little bit, and and gets out on us. Then we do a poor job tackling on, on about the nine yard line there, and uh, you know you'd love to have that one back. And Blake Harrell talked about a last second audible, uh, I guess, on that play by the defense. You know they did that a couple times throughout the game. Um, their their tendency, I think, third and three, third and four plus, they're about a hundred percent pass. Is what they've been over the last four or five ball games, um, and just that's that's who they were and who they've been. And, and then early in the game, you seen like, hey, we got some of those excited looks. I think maybe one of the first third downs we had them backed up in the second quarter, um, and, and we showed a little two man, and they come out and run the football, and we get on the ground, get it stopped. But that's where you knew, hey, they're going to vary vary from their game plan a little bit, and you can see them checking when they have certain looks. So we tried to check in certain looks just getting a little better run call. Because um, we had some pass rush stunts on, pass rush pressures, and just want to get in a, a little bit of a run sound call. Um, and, and at the end of the day, you know, it's third and ten, third and nine, third and eight. The goal of third down is really just to get them stopped before before they get across, you know, and get them in a fourth down situation where they have to punt it, get rid of it. Um, and, and our guys did a pretty good job of that the other of the night. So that that was kind of, you know, 
hey, they check, look, we talked about it on the sideline, make sure we get a quick check in, and, and for the most part, we got the, was able to do that. So that's credit to our guys, just being older defense, second year of a defense, and, you know, just some experienced guys out there running the shows. More on uh, from today's Pirate Report, more from defensive coordinator Blake Harrell, who talked about the defense buying in. Each individual on our defense brings something to, to our unit, brings something to our team, and we've been saying this for ever since I got here. It's going to take all of us. It takes all of us to get this job done. And, and it's really, if you think about it, it's not just our defensive room. It's our team. It's our program. It's our fans. It's everybody that's in Dowdy Ficklin on Thursday night to get that W. It's going to take everybody. Uh, and each individual is bought into that within our defensive. And whether it's Tegan Wilk, Aaron Ramsur, Gerard Stringer, they all know that, hey, when I'm on the field, I'm going to give it all I got for ECU. I'm going to turn it loose. Because if I give all I got and then the next guy comes in, he's got, you know, bang, we can always be fresh. And it's really paid off down the stretch. Now, we got a lot of Donnie Kirkpatrick cuts here. And I will say this, probably a record for brevity in the Donnie K cuts. Did he just not have a lot to say the other day? Or, or were the editing machines hard at work here? Uh, a little bit of both. I got you. Uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick, now as we shift to the Pirate offense, over, uh, over the uh, play calling in the overtime session for the Pirates offensively. Once we knew we had to score a touchdown, we knew we were in four-down territory. So our thoughts were, we've just given up a big score. Now let's don't just panic, you know, and say, okay, we got to throw it to the end zone. Like we got to score the first play because that, that you don't get any style points. As long as you score, you tie it, and then we go to the next overtime. So we're thinking we got four downs. We ran a play that we'd been wanting to run. We hadn't been able to get to it because we got behind. It was a run play. I think we got four, four and a half, five yards right there. So now you've got three downs to make like six yards. So we run, it's really a pass, but it looks like a run. And it's trying to get the ball in Ryan Jones's hands because I think he's a playmaker. It was a play that had worked very successfully earlier. The defense end made a pretty good play. Uh, it still should have just been like a one-yard game, but we fumbled the ball. So that, that was the thought process was let's don't panic. Let's show confidence. Let's drive the ball. Let's get it down here. Let's get it into makeable, you know, and then win it in the second overtime. Didn't work out that way. And uh, he talked about more, you know, making sure you take care of the football and ball security drills. Sad part of that is we've, we've continued to do them every Wednesday practice as today was kind of a Wednesday practice and we did them today and they've, they've been tough drills too. I mean, we usually after the preseason, you kind of just kind of go through the motions a little bit. We, we've, they've been competitive, you know, with the defense going after it, trying to strip the ball. So we've tried to emphasize that. And I really thought that we'd done a pretty good job of that until Saturday we did not. Now we had the fumble last week at Central Florida, you know, a little bit too. So now we've had two weeks in a row. Well, you know, the new overtime rules, and then Saturday was the nine overtime game. Uh, who was that between? That was uh, I Illinois, it was Illinois, and Penn State. Illinois and Penn State. And there's the new rule: you have to go for two. I guess after the first overtime, is that or in the beginning of the second overtime? Yeah, and then right. now you just have just a two point play starting, and I believe the third, whereas that used to not start okay. until like the fifth or the sixth. I thought that was. Uh, so you do have the two. I thought that was in the second overtime you had to go for two. Anyway. So in the second overtime, you have to score a touchdown and go for two. And then after gotcha, that, it's just gotcha. it's just a two-point play. Oh, that is the entire gotcha, overtime. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, this is uh, Donnie Kay talking about the possibility of had the Pirates scored, maybe going for the win in the first overtime. Coach Houston had already said to me, how do you feel about your two-point play uh, menu? And uh, we have a nice little two-point play because now with the new overtime, you really got to have a lot of 
three-yard line plays. And they're not just plays. They're plays like last play of the game. So you're not going to just necessarily run the quarterback sneak. Obviously, you better have something a little creative, I think. So I had a nice little menu, and I said, well, I feel pretty good about it. And he said, well, just think about it. And so then I'd gotten Houghton on the phone, and I named about two or three things, and I said, what do you like best? And he had told me. So my job is just to be prepared. His <laughs> He makes the decision. I make suggestions. You know what I'm saying? I just make suggestions. So I had my menu ready. And uh, this is uh, the importance of staying out of the third and long situations again on Thursday night. Going into the game, now on third medium, which we call medium, okay, three to six, we were 45%, which is actually okay. It was the third and long that we were so bad at, and we were so bad at it, which we're in way too many third and longs, way too many sacks this year. We have way too many sacks, we have way too many lost yards plays. So, you know, the, the emphasis was let's stay out of third and long. And last thing for you here, Coach Donnie Kay on uh, – Oh, okay. Fernando Fry getting reps at center. Okay. I, 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 I might need a translator for some of this. Fernando Fry getting reps at the center position. He gets snaps before the practice, gets a little bit afterwards, plays guard during practice, has to play center. So he's, he's, he's doing good. He's, he's a really leader for the team right now, and uh, I'm sure glad we got him because you got to have somebody can do that. That's today's Pirate Report. Well, great to have uh, John Gilbert in. Uh, Philip's going to get that posted on 943thegame.com and wherever we download these podcasts or upload them, I guess, so you can download them. Uh, he'll also post it and pin it on the social media so you can uh, access it at 943thegame on Twitter or Facebook if you don't want to go to the website. Uh, let me see World Series. As much as I hate to say, I'm going the Strohs at six. I kind of have a feeling about the Braves. I think they've got the rotation a little more figured out. I'd like it if the Braves won. I, I'm just the Astros are stinking cheaters, and I'm not a Dusty Baker fan from his time in Chicago. Fair enough. Postseason disasters there. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow at five o'clock.